What up, what up, what up? Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, whatever time you're listening to this wonderful podcast, The Recipe Menu Monday with Chef Dre Blast on the Intentional Talk Radio Network. We got a fabulous Monday for you. A few days before that uh, holiday, a lot of people celebrate, and uh, we might talk about that real next day, you know, because I know there's a lot of dinners out there that, you know, bank on this holiday being very profitable for them. You know, since everybody is out giving their kids, you know, candy, whether they celebrate it as, as Halloween or Halloween or Halloween or, you know, uh, 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 the fall solstice. There's so many different ways that people celebrate Halloween without calling it Halloween. But then Halloween. Yeah, Halloween's all of it, you know, mm-hmm. and then they give their kids these giant sacks of candy. They go around to people's houses to get more candy. And I know it's like a dentist field day. So if there's any dentists listening out there, you know, chime in and let me know how you really feel about Halloween because I'm pretty sure a few months after is relatively profitable for you. I'm just saying. Well, I don't I'm think, just I don't, saying. I don't think we're doing Halloween this year. We didn't do it last year. So are I, we doing Halloween this year? I think we are. Well, well, if you look at my neighborhood, it's already Christmas. So, right. Um, I don't know. There's a few people that's still holding on to, you know, the blow up front. There was a Frankenstein uh, kid monster thing in front of one of my neighbor's house and something else in front of another neighbor's house. But for the most part, what I'm seeing is people putting up their, their white lights and, you know, my Jewish people putting up their menorahs and, you know, um, things of that nature. So it's already beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Yeah, my neighbor's right? got a big ghost out front that's talking, and I was in the front yard doing some work, and I heard this talking. I turned around. This thing is about seven feet tall. And, <laughs> and what the? <laughs> Dia de los muertos, you know? So. Oh, <laughs> the day yeah. of the dead. Yep. <laughs> uh, well, Oh, man, we're probably going to talk about that a little bit today because, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people that I always like to talk about holidays and get some origins and help people to truly understand what dealing, dealing with holidays really are, especially here in the United States. Let me, you know? Can I say one thing before you get started, Andre? Sure. I was listening to some right winger several months back, maybe about a year ago, and somehow the, uh, Kwanzaa came up. And, you know, he had uh-huh. the nerve to say that's just a made up holiday. What? And I said, thank you. They're all just made up. They're all just made up. I mean, you know, the ones that have highly long traditions. Yeah, they're just made up. up. Yeah. (laughs) And but Kwanzaa is just a made up holiday. Actually, you know what? We're going to talk about that today because it goes right into the the mental health uh, uh, section that I was going to talk about today. So this is actually perfect. You brought up a good point, Kenny. I didn't have that in my notes, but you brought up a good point. But uh, as you know, always on here, we always have a sponsor that comes onto the show. And today's sponsor is Doughboy Donuts. Now, Doughboy Donuts is an artesian donut shop located in the heart of Burleson, Texas. Since 2014, Doughboy Donuts has specialized in dough that is made from scratch in-house daily. They roll, cut, and fry the donuts fresh throughout the day, ensuring that warm donuts are regularly available and no donuts are dressed until you ordered them. Once you take your first bite of our Doughboy Donuts, you will be able to taste the difference and you will see why we say you ain't had a donut till you had a Doughboy Donut, right? Now, Doughboy Donuts has been around since 2014. 
Uh, like I said earlier, they've been featured in the Dallas Observer, the Fort Worth Magazine, the magazine, and even got um, on TV with CBS DFW. So when you get a chance, go check out DoughboyDonuts.com. Uh, they're located at 2291 West Hidden Creek Parkway in Burleson, Texas, 76028. Family owned and operated. It's an incredible experience. They're open Wednesday through Sunday from 5.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. So if you're in the Burleson area listening to this, anywhere on that side with Fort Worth and the DFW Metroplex, go patronize this B.O.B. Black-owned business and give them an incredible opportunity to grow and expand, all right? Once again, Doughboy Donuts, y'all look them up. They, they, they up and coming. They got some incredible donuts out there, too, some incredible things. So, um, since this is a show about health and wealth and Doughboy Donuts is the sponsor today, you know, do that in moderation. You know, they, they, it's, it's, it's a treat. It's a bonus. You know, it's a good breakfast carb getter. Not something you do every day, but you don't eat apples, you know, three or four times a day either. You know, we all understand how it works in the body. But, so I'm going to jump right into the topic of, of holidays being made up since we've got one coming up <laughs> this weekend. And uh, my man, Kenny brought up a good point about holidays being made up. So if you trace back any holidays of any culture, doesn't matter what the culture is, whether it's African, whether it's, um, you know, from, from Australia, Native American, Canada, that doesn't matter where the holiday originated from. Somebody created it. Somebody made it up to give homage and reverence to whatever it was they're celebrating, right? And a lot of times people mentally look at the holidays as being some superficial, over-the-top, special thing. And mentally, it's like, you don't, dis, you, know, you don't disrespect that holiday or talk bad about that holiday, right? And the more you think about it, if you really trace back even our roots as black people, even if we go all the way back to, you know, the roots in Africa, any holidays that were picked, it was celebrated with, with, with an intent of celebration, of course, but it was made up. It was like the day of the, what's some of the ones that I've heard, like, you know, Sunday, right? Earth Day, uh, um, you know, giving honor to your mother, you know, they call it Mother's Day now, but honoring your mother and your father. Those were rituals you know, in different cultures, you know, especially in the Egyptian culture. I mean, they had so many rituals. It's, it's crazy, you know, but it became a holiday because we named it that. Well, not because well, it was anything insignificant or anything significant, right? You know, for it, we gave it a a designated day. It's not like a birthday, right? We were born on that day. We were created that day. We would still technically be made up, right? Two parents had to make up anyway. So, um, you, you know, still made up, but that's a day that you can understand the celebration because, you know, it was a birthday of something new as opposed to something you celebrated and then we gave it a day. But remember, you say something? Uh-huh. remember, Halloween is not a holiday. It's It's a day that people and I don't even like to use the word celebrate, but it certainly is not a holiday. It's not a holiday in the true sense of the word. It's not a holiday. It's a day where people celebrate Dia de los Muertos. It's not a holiday. Nobody takes off. They just do what they do. It's a day to give out candy. 
And why do we make a big fuss about Halloween in me? I did it when my kids were small. My granddaughter still wants to do things during, during um, Halloween. But what's the big deal about Halloween? Well, I mean, some of the things that I've that 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 I've learned in time, it's like the, uh, uh, from my understanding, Halloween the way it's been, you know, changed. It used to be called the night before All Saints Day, right? And that right. was something that I learned, um, you know, here recently, like in like the last five years or something like that. You know, I didn't realize there was an All Saints Day, right? You know, uh, hollow meaning a, a holy person refers to the saints celebrated on All Saints Day, which is November first. So Halloween is just an old-fashioned way of saying the night before All Saints Day, right? And hollow meant holy person in its definition, and the way Halloween is celebrated, I, I don't know if if <laughs> It, in my opinion, um, if it's celebrated in the sense of it being holy, you know, because it's more of the celebration of the death and not necessarily the life. Because I kind of exactly. get the meaning with the with the with the hollow, right? Exactly. Being a holy person. Exactly. So the night before, say you're giving respect to you know your grandmother that passed away, or or you know ancestors and things like that, right? But you know, people come out with you know skeleton mask and blood and. You know, I've seen, you know, yeah. acts in, in, in heads and stuff like that. And I'm like, how is that celebrating All Saints Day yeah. in the word hollow meaning holy? Right? Well, Kenny, you want to say something? It's almost the same thing with Christmas. You know, um, suppose, and, and people that I'm not a Bible expert, but, you know, people have said, you know, Jesus's birthday was never around there. So they just picked a day and made it December 25th. And... Most people, you know, you're out buying gifts for your kids and your friends, things like that. It's not about, it has ceased to become, now some people do go to church. I'm not saying nobody does that, but it has become so commercial at this point. It has become more of a commercial thing than anything. And and part of what, what what I believe, and I've done no research on this, is just my opinion, is that if you look at when the major holidays start, they start with Halloween. And when is that? In the fall. In the winter, when it's cold and people aren't going out, people aren't shopping. And I believe that they just had to come up with a way to get people out shopping, get people out spending money again. And you got Halloween, you spend money on the candy. Then you've got Thanksgiving, you got to spend money on the food and travel. Then you've got Christmas, then you've got New Year's, then you take a couple of months off, then you've got Easter. And it all has become a way to spend more and more money. We all grew up having to get your new Easter clothes, go out and buy clothes for Easter. It's everything has become so commercialized. It has become less about the holiday itself, more mm-hmm. about spending money. Yeah. Well, I, I learned that a long time ago when you're dealing with holidays, but what holidays have happened, I'm just going to speak on the U S because it's the only place that I've lived for a significant amount of time to understand. They have taken holidays and popularized them to the point a financial game, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we'll take away the major holidays, right? We'll we'll come back to Halloween and we'll come back to a Thanksgiving, Christmas, and we'll say New Year's, right? We'll take all the other holidays that happen, like February, uh, you know, Valentine's Day. Everybody knows it started with a massacre, right? But 
it's considered a holiday. You just don't take off for it, right? Then you come to March, you got St. Patrick's Day, right? We celebrate St. Patrick's Day in the United States. And to this day, I'm going to have to do some research and figure out why, but we celebrate it. Then we have Easter in April, right? Then we have Mother's Day. Then we have Father's Day. August is typically the only month that doesn't have anything significant besides the fact end of summer and start of school. So they didn't put any holidays in there because people were going to be out shopping, doing stuff for their kids, eating. You know, there's there's so many things that going on in August. They didn't put a holiday in there for anybody to take off to prepare kids to go to school. But then as soon as the kids are in school, you get another holiday, Labor Day. Right. Oh, I forgot Memorial Day in May. So, but, uh, but remember, then, remember, I don't mean to uh-huh. interrupt you, but remember, you said Memorial Day in May. There's Labor Day in September. There's July 4th in July. June, there are no holidays. In March, there are no holidays. But remember, Easter fluctuates. Easter can be in March, Easter can be in April. Right? Like it's April 17th for 2022. Okay. So, so. remember, it, it fluctuates. So mm-hmm. I still haven't gotten in my head why Easter is sometime in April and why it's sometime in March. Well, because the, the, the true essence of Easter has nothing to do with a signified date. It has to do, um, if I remember correctly, with the, uh, the rotation of the, the sun and the solstice that come when spring is here. Right? Um, God, I used to know this right. when I was like yeah. in my twenties. Um, because I used to ask the same thing. I was like, you know, all the other holidays don't fluctuate, right? Right, right. You know, Labor Day, or it, I take that back. They may fluctuate, but it's it's either the same date or the same day in succession. Like the first Monday of the of September, yes, is Labor it's Day. Always Labor Day. It's always and Labor then Christmas Day. is always the twenty fifth. But Easter right. is never the 25th of March or the 1st of April right. or the first Sunday in April or the last Sunday in March. It's never like that. And remember, so, you're not old enough to remember, but Nixon, when he was sitting there playing footsie in the White House, Nixon changed all of the holidays so that they would all be celebrated on a Monday. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So they mm. would all. Yes. So Nixon changed all of the holidays because the holidays were throughout the month. Throughout they the week. Changed. Sometimes it'd be on a yeah, Tuesday or Wednesday. Week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Nixon changed it. The only one that Nixon did not change is Veterans Day. And Veterans Day is coming up. That's on the, it's always on the 11th, but the 11th, November. Uh-huh, it could fall on Monday through Sunday. Right, So right. this time the 11th is on a Thursday. But Nixon changed that so it suited employers. It was not right. for the benefit of the people. It was for the benefit of the employers. Not I mean, to have a three-day weekend? Yeah. I mean, yeah. of course. You know, it, it, employers get to get to, their employees feel as if they care because they got a three-day weekend because we observe that holiday. Yeah. Right? You know, President's Day and all the different holidays that are out there. And you they know, changed pres yeah, and they changed President's Day as well, because we used to celebrate Lincoln and Washington individually. Now it's together. It's called President's Day. Yes, I remember that when I was little. I know I wasn't crazy. 
I forgot about it. <laughs> I promise. It was just like, yeah. I remember we did, uh-huh. because it went like this. When I was little, it was MLK. I think MLK was first in January. Then you had Lincoln and Washington, or Washington and Lincoln. It wasn't like President's Day. It was one of those, they came like right behind each other. And then all of a sudden, it was like, yes. Yes. Martin Luther King's birthday in January, and then sometime in February, you know, was President's Day. Right. It was like, when did that happen? Right. I remember it was, you know, it, it was Lincoln and Washington. Well, maybe I'm just, you know, like I said, say, maybe I just don't remember, you know, that. But it's interesting what they've done with with that, because those are things mentally that people put in their mind as being concrete and true and above every other day of the week or every other day of life, right? My father, you know, military man, he said, you know, every day is a thankful day. Doesn't matter if it's a special holiday or they put another name on it, you know, and and my family doesn't agree with me most of the time because I'm not a huge holiday guy. I don't have to have a big celebration. To me, actually, I typically work on holidays because most people don't, you know, you usually get paid more, you know, to work on the holiday. And then for me, it's just like most of the people that I spend the time with are the same people that I see every day. Now, you know, like this year, I've, I've, I'm doing some traveling to Baltimore, seeing some family that I've never met before. See, that's a cause for celebration and holiday to me. But other than that, you know, I, I would be at work because my father was like, it's a day like any other day, right? And so people mentally put it at such a high level that if they don't do something or celebrate it, it cripples them. You know, I mean, I see many of my friends, even some of my children, like if I didn't do something for them for their birthday, oh my God, dad was a bad parent, but they don't realize the other 364 days, you know, that I was at the basketball games and I walked you down for your, took you to your, uh, walked you to your prom and, you know, rented you the the Bentley so you could, you know, have this absolutely over-the-top prom, but I didn't do a big thing for your sweet 16, you know? And it's interesting how people just, it's it, it's a mental health issue in thinking that something is more than another. The sun rises, the sun sets on each day, and the sun doesn't care whether it's uh, Christmas, doesn't care whether it's New Year's Day or or Father's Day, it doesn't do that. It's still going to rise and set like normal, right? And mentally, people need to understand that it is just a day. And if you put so much power into it, especially a lot of people we celebrate stuff, don't even research it half the time, you know? But if you celebrate it for more than what it is, it makes it, it it's a mental strain on you that you have to perform to somebody else's expectations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's a lot of suicides around Christmas because people not having family and things like that. And people take it very seriously. Mm-hmm. And, and you're, if you can't celebrate it, you're poor or something like that. It just, it, it gets to people. I was working at a place back in the 70s, uh, a savings and loan in the loan department. And back then, a lot of offices used to have this gift exchange, which I always hated. I was a single man. I didn't know how to buy gifts for anybody. You know, I'd always end up stopping by 7-Eleven or something on the way to work. But this particular year, we all got there with gifts. I can't remember what I got. And there was a lady, an Asian lady, that worked in the vault, where the old vault where they kept all the loan files. 
everybody gathered around start to start exchanging gifts and they forgot about her. Wow. And you know, if so, Oh, oh here you can have this. Uh, it's like, it's too late. They completely right. forgot about her. Right. You know, and I just felt, so, go ahead. Yeah. It's it, it, see, see, The problem with that mentally is that they don't realize that small little thing of, of forgetting Yep. Mess with Sue. Mm-hmm. Yes, it did. I'm sure it you did. You know what yep. I mean? And it's because we hyped it and put it up so much for it to be so important. If someone has forgot about it, they're devastated. And we've mentally installed that in people, right? It's like, how do you forget her? She's an employee. Nobody bought a gift for her. You know, why can't you just have a party and invite everybody? Yeah, exactly. Instead of doing a gift exchange, right? Why don't we just, you know, go to the boss's house, Lake Mansion or whatever, you know, and just, you know, have have a couple of drinks, have, eat some cake, have some catered food, you know, and just enjoy one another. And if you want to give gifts, it's totally up to you. Because see, if they'd have left it up to you to give a gift to who you wanted to give it to, as opposed to everybody has to buy, you know, a secret Santa or have to do a gift for somebody else and someone forgets. You know, there's no sweat. If I say, hey, you can bring a gift or you don't bring a gift, you know, it it, it it takes the pressure off people mentally. Right. And I bet you she was devastated probably for years after that. I'm sure she went she home may- and cried. She tried to, you know, tough it out and say, oh, it's no big deal. But I'm sure she probably went home and cried that day, you know. And she was an Asian woman and she was, you know, different than everybody else in the office, you know. So it made it even worse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I'm sure she went home and cried that night. Just, yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Well, I have to admit, I, I haven't been to a party where we forgot anybody. Because usually I'm the one to remind everybody to buy their gifts. And then I just give somebody money because I usually forget to give my gift. So, you know, get a white envelope that's got that security, uh, the security features on the inside of it. You remember yeah. those envelopes? You know, they, they block out the, the words and stuff like that, man. I just put $50 bill in there. Put a couple, yeah, pop, pop, couple of bucks in there, yep. Yep. <laughs> that was my gift. You know, they was like, you didn't put any thought in this. I said, yes, I did. I said, I gave you the option to buy whatever you want. You can't be more. Thoughtful. Yeah, that's the thing. It, it, it's you didn't put any thought into it. Well, you know, I mean, so I'm I, actually, to... I, gave you, I gave you more options. Yeah. And it's a lot of times you don't know these people. If you're doing a gift exchange. I mean, some people you might know some people you don't. You don't know what they want, what they have, what they don't have. It's somebody from mm-hmm. work. So you go out and you buy something. Now, some of the places they have, they do a um, white elephant gift. Are you familiar with that? White elephant gift. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, you just got gag gift jokes, jokes and things like that. Oh yeah. And then well, you, I didn't know it was called white elephant, but yeah, I've been to quite a few of those gag, gag joke gifts. And, and you can give, uh, you can re-gift something you got last year give it to somebody else and it's a big joke because oh yeah you got that last year and now you're giving it to Joe so that that's more fun because it, it's all in good fun and it's not taken right. as seriously as it was with the Sue situation right right so um, I found my notes on on Easter right it says it, it, it says that the, the, the reason that the date varies is because it depends on the mood uh, the holiday is set to coincide with the first Sunday after the Paschal full moon, which is the first full moon of the vernal equinox. Okay, so I was partly right. Uh, it's the first full moon of spring. 
And so that first Sunday around the first full moon to for us to acknowledge that spring was here is why Easter always has changed. The Jewish calendar is tied to solar and lunar cycles, which is one that we primarily use here, even though we're considered to be a Christian country. Um, the, the dates of Passover and Easter always fluctuate because of that. So it has to do with the full moon at the beginning of the uh, vernal equinox, which is the end of winter, beginning of spring. So I knew I had that somewhere in here. It's like, man, I ain't read that in, in years, in years. But going back to dealing with these holidays, especially dealing with, you know, mental health, right? People put so much emphasis on these things that it comes detrimental if you can't provide it. And then we teach it over generations, right? My father, you know, was a very, very, very strong man. And my mother and my father didn't have a lot while I was growing up. Even though my father spent plenty of times in the, plenty of years in the military. And, you know, he got his little military check. And back then it was almost like being a millionaire, but it wasn't because, you know, he was black and he didn't get as much as everybody else. Right. right. But um, when, when I was younger, they always made it a point to have things on Christmas, but I really didn't get any kind of name brand upscale things. I didn't know there was a such thing as, you know, um, not buying clothes from Sears or not getting toys from the Dollar General or Family Dollar, right? You know, I wanted the G.I. Joe and I'd get a box that said, you know, C.I. C.I. Joseph or something <laughs> on it. You know, yeah. I didn't think twice about it. I figured it was G.I. Joe. He posed, he had a gun, he wore a mask, he looked like Snake Eyes and I played with him. You know, it wasn't until I got older that I realized that, that I didn't realize probably till my mom passed away that we were really poor, you know, honestly, besides where we lived. But it still wasn't said that we were poor, if you will. I didn't know. I was a kid. I didn't pay for anything. You know, I wore what was given to me. If I didn't like it, I didn't wear it. You know, my mom would pitch a fit, but I'd be like, mom, I don't like it. It has nothing to do. You just do it because it's your mom. I don't know how much this costs. I just don't like it. I don't think it looks good on me. I don't want to wear it. <laughs> you know, it had nothing to do with whether it said Nike or Converse or Levi on it. And, you know, I, I really didn't, none of that care. And I remember when I was six, because uh, another conversation I'm having about mental health is, you know, not teaching your kids the truth about these, these fairies and these clauses and all these other things that are out there while they're young. So they're not pissed at you when you're older, talking about my parents lied to me all my life. Santa Claus ain't real, right? So when I was younger, you know, they talked about Santa Claus and things like that. And um, I was an inquisitive child. So so funny, um, Santa Claus ain't real. <laughs> yeah, so so for me, it was like, you know, I just didn't believe them when they would talk about Santa Claus, right? And my friends would talk about Santa Claus, and for me, like I said, I was an inquisitive kid. At six years old, I was like, I can't see a fat white man in a red outfit coming down my chimney that's not trying to put out the fire. That's how I thought about it, like, for real. I, you know, when they talk about a large white man that came down your chimney, I'm figuring it's a fireman, right, to come put out the fire. And we didn't have a chimney in the ghetto, right? And we didn't so, have a chimney in our first house either. So I always wondered that, yep. You know, I was like, how's he going to do that? Is he going to knock on the front door? You know, is he going to creep in through the back? See, that's how you get shot, you know? And that was just that I grew up. That was just me, the way I was thinking. So <clears throat> I remember when I was six, um, I, I decided that I was going to stay up 
and meet Santa Claus, right? And I probably made it to, I don't know, maybe like 11, 11 o'clock, 11.30 before I passed out in the bed. But then I woke up at probably like 1.30 in the morning. So I come out thinking that I'm going to see, you know, presents that he was supposed to have been given and come down the tree and things like that. I see my mom and dad sitting in there wrapping gifts because they didn't want to bring in any gifts because my stubborn butt didn't want to go to bed, right? So they didn't bring them in until like 11, you know, and, and began wrapping them. And then, of course, I walk out at one thirty, and I'm like, mom, dad, what are y'all doing? And so my mom and dad looked at each other and I was expecting them. I remember this clear. I was expecting them to give me some crazy story. Santa Claus reindeers, you know, called a flat tire, you know, uh, uh, the, the, the sled is broke. I was bad this year, so I didn't get anything, you know, those kind of things. And my father told me, he said, well, son, since you walked in on this, Santa Claus ain't real. Me and your mama pay hard money for these gifts, you know, and, and, and truth be told, your mama wanted to keep this lie up. I wanted to tell you the truth when you was four, but I want, she said, let him keep his childhood. And from that point on, it framed my entire mindset and thought when it comes to holidays right? It's the importance that you put on it, not the importance of pleasing others, you know? Because the older I got, I was like, Christmas, reading in the scriptures, according to the climate that was in the Middle East at the time, it still would have been relatively chilly in December. I can't imagine a woman birthing a child in a manger while it's cold, because nobody had a spot for her inside the hotel, a.k.a. the inn, right? Not a pregnant woman is about to have a baby. I know people might have been cruel in their days, but, you know, they would have allowed her to come in and at least be warm to to have this baby. And then by all the counts of what's in the Bible, you know, it was during the time of harvest. That's why the kings had plenty of stuff to bring. That's why the shepherds were outside tending to the flock right? Because it was still harvest time, which would be fall. They just picked a day to celebrate because uh, according to history, right? The people that created Christmas, if you will, were people that didn't even celebrate Christianity during the time. It came from the Roman empire in the third century, right? And at that time they hadn't adopted Christianity. You know, what they were celebrating was something called um, um, Unconquered Sun. I think the, the the Roman phrase for it is like so eviticus, eviticus. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. On the 25th. So the holiday not only marked the return of longer days of winter, but also followed the popular uh, uh, Roman festival known as Saturnalia. So eviticus. Saturnalia. So eviticus. Yeah. Soli Victus, thank you. During which people feasted and exchanged gifts, okay? It was also considered to be the birthday of Indo-European deity Mithra, which I've heard, you know, since I became a Christian, you know, which was the god of light and loyalty. But it was a cult at the time in uh, among Roman soldiers. So how it transformed to being Christ's birthday you know, to this day, I, I really don't know because even history tells you that that was incorrect, right? It it, it it was a celebration of, now I can understand how some people could transfer that into America because, you know, when the Roman soldiers was there, America was undiscovered, 
<laughs> undiscovered, right? And we hadn't adapted any any anything before this era, right? But they were celebrating Mithra, which was the god of light and loyalty. You know, Jesus is the light of the world, right? It was also the return of longer days of winter, which means it was going to be less sun. The rebirth of the sun that had been, excuse me, had been, you know, kind of behind the scenes. So I can see the correlation on how they might have considered it to be, you know, Jesus's birthday or celebrate that day because it's it's a day that celebrates the sun. It celebrates, you know, a God of light. It celebrates, you know, uh, um, a festival where they exchanged gifts, right? Now, how it went from there to Santa Claus being a part of it and then it being a mainstay in the United States and it's pressured so much to spend enormous amounts of money to please your family and go into debt just so it could be a revolving profit center for the United States. There's a lot of countries that don't celebrate Christmas. You know, they may acknowledge Christmas here in the United States, but there's countries that don't celebrate Christmas, right? But we do here. And when it comes to holidays, we spend the most money around them. And, you know, they've started opening. They've started having their uh, Black Fridays actually on Thursday. Yes. To get Black more. Friday is like it's like Thursday after 6 p.m. these days. Yeah, which is insane. And some some of the stores have stopped doing that because probably complaints. I mean, come on, guys. It's one day. Let people have that with their family. It's just gotten so, you know, what are they going to start Black Friday in June? You know, so it's 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 ridiculous. People running into these stores trying to get these deals. I get trying to save money in the whole bit. But and the they whole- do. And they this time they're they're saying Black Friday started back in August, July. But remember, the retailers begin the holidays July 1, because for a lot of retailers and a lot of businesses, their year, their operating year is from July 1 to June 30. So that's the time when they make the most money. That's the time when they get everything out. So retailers really begin their end of the year, July 1. So you'd be surprised at the number of people who've already started with Thanksgiving and Christmas right around July, October, um, August, September. And the more commercial these holidays become, that's what they do. They want people to spend the most money. And remember, they bargain on panic buying. They bargain on panic buying. They're showing us all of the ships who can't get into the harbor. They're showing us boats that can't unload. They're showing us trucks who can't deliver the goods. So there's panic buying. And that's what they they bank on. Those people who are going to go crazy because they are panic buying, which I think is, is really wrong. That's wrong. Nobody has to panic. Really? Come on. Come on. Yeah, the stuff is stuck out there in the water, but we've been stuck in a pandemic going on two years. Well, remember, George Bush said after uh, 9-11, go shopping. Yeah, he, he sure did, did say that. Yeah, yep. he did. Wow. Because that defines who we are. Same thing with the pandemic here. Yes. 
there was one um, uh, uh, politician who said the same thing. Go shopping, go to a restaurant, go do this, go to that. That, as Americans, that is what defines us. It's capitalist. Spending money, spending money, spending money. And if something happens as devastating as 9-11 or as devastating as the pandemic, the way we deal with it is to go out and spend money. That proves to everybody else in the world that we are strong. We can still go out and spend money on frivolous stuff, $800 pair of Jordans and you know, $300 jeans and, and all this stuff we don't need. So, yeah, it, it's all a part of being in this capitalist society. Yeah, it's, it's um, you know, we're designed to be spenders. I mean, you know, the, the, the most expensive holidays, you know, of course, is Christmas and then Thanksgiving, right? right. Look at what I just put up, uh, Andre. Uh-huh. When, when consumers Let's... will start their 2021 holiday season shopping? Seven percent. July. Well, look, seven percent started in January. Ten percent will be in December. Twenty-seven percent on and before Thanksgiving. Twenty-four uh, percent before Thanksgiving, and thirty-one percent before the end of October. Wow, that's wow. man. That's almost that's everybody. Uh, yeah, it? it is. Minus like tw- like what like ten percent? What did you say? Thirty-one, twenty-four. That's already fifty. That's seventy-five, eighty-five. Yeah. Man, that's like 90% of people are shopping even before the season gets here. Right. And mm-hmm. remember, you don't need to think. Don't think. Just do what we tell you to do. Don't think. So the more exactly. they tell people that you've got to shop early, you've got to shop early, you've got to do this, you've got to do that, Black Friday's coming, the more they put that into heads, the fewer opportunities people will have to really stop and think about what they're doing and about what's going on. And just as Ken said, we are such a capitalistic society that they really don't want us to start thinking. Because if if people, if the masses begin to think, oh, heck, what are we going to do now? So don't think, just do what we tell you to do. Yeah. I mean, just follow the trend. This is, we've come, become a society that doesn't think. We just do now, right? If they say it's good, go do it. You know, if it says it's okay to eat McDonald's every day, they go do it. Is it okay to, you know, uh, um, you know, drink four or five times, you know, uh, uh, in an hour, and then go drive your car? They would do it, but they they don't they don't teach that, right? Drink responsibly. You know, one drink per hour is how you get, uh, uh, you know, get sober enough to be able to drive. Why don't they ever say that? You know, one gift per month. They'll never promote that, you know, one gift per week. Don't buy 30 gifts all at once, or it's a pandemic. You don't need to go buy six cases of toilet paper. You know, I mean, push come to shove, not to, you know, be, be, be disgusted, but I mean, people have plenty of washcloths if we ran out of toilet tissue. It, it just, it's just one of those things of being able to think on their own. Oh my God, we're out of toilet tissue. How you going to do this? Well, you might have to wash clothes a little bit more. But it, you wouldn't go and just let it sit there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, not to get too nasty, but you know, yeah. it, it, it's 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 the thought process. It's like like with paper towels and this paper shortage is coming, right? We have a lot of stuff now that we can put stuff in where we don't need the paper bags and plastic bags and things like that because we've accumulated so much, you know, that 
it, 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 it's not needed, but in the mind, they say we have to have it. You know, it's, it's, it's a must. You've got to go buy your kid a new, um, the new game console that comes out every year, even though the kid hasn't even finished playing with their first one. Well, that's why I say people don't really know what they want until they're told. And the ex- told. example that I use is the Hummer. You know, Americans were not trying to oh. beat down GM's door, telling me we need. I need this four wheel drive that that can climb up the side of a building just so I can drop my kids off at soccer practice. But no, after the Gulf War, they it looked macho, and GM said we can sell this to people, and they and they and they they uh, modified it for civilian use, and a bunch of people ran out and bought these Hummers. I hope you don't drive a Hummer, uh, do you? <laughs> no, my brother does, and I told him he was not smart for buying that. Yeah, especially when he talks about the the gas that it takes up. Oh yeah, it gets nine miles a gallon. Why would you buy that? And you know, have you ever seen one dirty? <laughs> I mean, these things are supposed to be four wheel drive things, like Jeeps. And you see Jeeps dirty and stuff. I've seen maybe two dirty Hummers, and I think I saw one actually towing something. All that vehicle. Oh, nobody drives it out in the, I, I don't know anybody that drives that out in the dirt. No, no, you don't spend all that money on that and drive it out in the dirt. I had one, a, an H3 for a loaner. I had to put my SUV in the uh, shop and they gave an H3 as a loaner. The only thing good about it is you sit up high and it's a nice dose of testosterone. You feel like you're a badass. But other than that, it's bulky inside. It, it does not have a lot of room. It, it's a waste. It's a huge waste. I heard it's got a lot of blind spots in it too. Yeah, because of the the door, uh, um, what they call pillars. Yep, yep, yep. Because my brother has one. I've rode in his, but I never really paid attention to it. And I just like, what's the height in this? And uh, he was like, man, because it's something I want. This kind of truck me is supposed to drive. I told him, I said, the reason you drive this truck is because you five four. Don't lie. Don't lie. <laughs> Don't lie. Compensate. Tell the truth, shame to Jeff. You know what I'm saying? You're driving this because it, it's it's big. And it's already yeah. put together. You don't have to yeah. buy a truck and get new big mud tires on. It's already come with mud tires. It already has a, you know, a, 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 a rear end like a Buick from the 70s, right? You know, it's already massive. And you can't get and it in I the said, garage. He's short. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. fit in his garage. Yep. I told him, how you get in the car, you can't fit in the garage. It's got to park in your driveway. So when it rains, it's still going to be there and you take it out. Like, <laughs> you can't even put your car in the garage, bro. Like, you got to put a car tarp over it after you car washed it so it doesn't get dirty for a few days. Like, what what, what, what purpose is in that? He always, you know, he always makes fun of me. I was like, you got an SUV? I said, yeah, my SUV is, is, is a fourth the cost of yours. And it does the same thing. It drives from point A to point B. It's got all the bells and whistles, all the, the heated seats and the you know, uh, automatic windows, and I can go mudding in mine, and mine was at least $70,000 less than yours. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm useless, not saying, yeah, you know. Useless vehicle. I was like, you know, if you got it, you know, he wasn't hurting for no money, so I get it. But, I mean, if you're not hurting for no money, you know, go 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 buy something a little bit more practical, you know, I mean, if you're going to ball out, don't go buy a Hummer, go buy a Maserati, you know, go get your Ferrari. It's just you. Your kids is grown. You know what I'm saying? It's like you go get this big old truck that you can't do nothing with. You can't park it nowhere. You can't put it in your driveway. Mm-hmm. You can't put the grandkids in it because you got so much music and everything else in it. It just didn't make any sense, you know, but that's what they teach us here in the United States. They tell us what we what we need, you know, what we think we need because we don't know. 
Right. And that's what holidays, all mental, all mental. And everybody's listening to these shows like, man, y'all went so many places. And all this thing, all this deals with your mental health mm-hmm. and understanding that you have to be independent, an independent thinker for the success that you truly want. You know, you, you have to take your mental health in consideration just as much as your physical health because they're going to pump in the media what they what agendas they want to push. You know, like going back to COVID-19, I tell people, say, do the research for you and then you make the best decision for you and your family if you want to take the shot or not. Don't turn it into a political battle. Don't turn it into an angry battle. Don't turn it into a, you know, um, the haves and have nots. I don't, you know, I don't mess with people that don't have the shot and, you know, I don't mess with people that do have the shot, but then anybody takes some time to truly research it and have some background on that. No, you take what the media says. Oh, this one is bad. Oh, this one is good. Right. And it's like, but you vaccine your kids. Every day of the week, every year you get kids get vaccines. Yep. But you don't ever go research that. So I don't want you to complain until you research it. You know, kids have to have it to go to school. You never question. Oh, well, maybe this could give my kids Tourette's or maybe this could have my kid be ADHD or this, or my kid could get down syndrome from taking these vaccines. We just do it because that's what we were told we were supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And now we're being told by many people take the vaccine and don't take the vaccine. And most of the people that I talk to, you know, they don't even take the time to find out why they don't want it or why they do want it. (laughs) You, You know what I'm saying? And I was telling them, I said, well, just think about it for you. Just just take some time to think and research for yourself. You know, the media is going to tell you what they want you to do all the time. And sometimes what they want you to do could be right. But you never know if you just take it at face value and not do some right. research on what's going on. I didn't you want know? to take the vaccine, but they dropped the mask mandate. And the rest of the family was getting uh, um, uh, vaccinated. So I made a conscious choice to go ahead and get the vaccine. And the other thing, and I had a, con- a conversation with a friend who's very anti-vax. And I said, you know, am I supposed to believe Dr. Fauci, who's worked for six different presidents, this and that and the other, all these credentials, or some random dude on the Internet? Right. You know, some random dude on Facebook, some random dude yeah. on right. some random girl on TikTok. I'm going to take my chances with the guy with the credentials. That's not saying I believe 100 percent each and everything thing that Dr. Fauci said. It's not like I'm going to just lay over and let Dr. Fauci do whatever he wants. I'm making a conscious decision that he's the guy with the credentials. You people right. on the internet have no credentials until you give me a reason to listen to you. I'm going to listen to the guy with the credentials. Right. right. And, and people just don't want to do that anymore. I think though, in all honesty, because most of the people that, most of the people that I know that are against the vaccine, you know, have vaccinated children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And I just kind of look at them like, help me understand how that makes sense. You got vaccinated as a kid, measles, mumps, what is it, diphtheria, the uh, the other seven or 18 shots you got to take between the age Chicken of pox uh, and all birth that. and 18. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And polio. You know, and you just did what your parents told you to do and you did it. You did the same thing with your own kids. Now, the people that I, the, my friends of mine that didn't vaccinate their kids that do homeschooling and stuff like that, you know, for them, you know, I applaud them. I said, I'm not going to knock you. I said, because you, you truly are standing behind what you believe because 
your kids couldn't get into school without the vaccination. You've got, you know, 10-year-old, 11-year-old. Your kids have never been vaccinated, but they've never been sick. They did everything all natural. Same thing for them, never been sick. Them telling me I don't want to take the vaccine, it makes sense. I get it. You didn't do it for your kids. You didn't have it when you were kids because it's what your parents taught you. You know, you're doing the best thing that it is for your family. I said, that's totally up to you. But the people that are getting on my nerves are the people that don't research anything. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know we started talking about holidays because I know people listening, like, how do we get on COVID? I say COVID is always a hot topic, right? Uh, uh, until it finally goes away like the Spanish flu. And then 100 years from now, people will be talking about the COVID pandemic. And people are going to be like, oh, my God, they wore masks. Oh, they actually took the vaccines. Oh, my God. And then the same thing will happen again. But anyway, those people I understand because they didn't want to take the vaccination at all. And they did their research to justify for them why not to do it. Because there's always a negative to any positive. You know, they could say, like like now, I think it was a foreign country I was hearing about that they had more deaths from people that took the vaccine than the people that were unvaccinated that was dying of COVID. And it was like a, a five-person difference. Now, death is death. But it was like 849 who took it died recently and then 840 or 45 or something like that died who didn't have it. But they also had like six other uh, vaccines that was listed besides Moderna, Johnson and Johnson and um, Pfizer. They had, you know, like an, like an Asian one and something else. And it just, it was just weird to me because I'm just like, how are you going to have all these different vaccines and pumping out to the public and then turn right back around. And this is on the news outlet. This isn't one in a, you know, wasn't like a, a you know, a YouTuber or, a, or Instagram, you know, person on the internet saying, saying this, this was their, their version of the CDC that was saying that more people were dying from taking the vaccine. So it's like, you're sending so many mixed emotions and decisions to people. That's why you've got to research it. So for more your own pe- mental health. For, so more people were leaving this earth after they took the vaccination. Yes. If I can, when I find that article, because I read it a couple of days ago, it was a country that, um, that we're talking about that the vaccinations, since they started giving vaccinations, there've been more people that died from those vaccines than the people that were dying unvaccinated that got COVID. Right. And for me, it's like the media is confusing people almost on purpose. You know, it's like you're not giving them enough information to have options, but then you come out with something like this to justify the people that say, no, don't take the vaccine when people are going to die either way. It's yeah, just I haven't, what it is. I haven't heard that one. I haven't, I haven't either. And, and you have to be careful now. I'm trying to look at, look for something right here, but you know, one of the ladies that was, I was doing some work with, she said she had a friend who's, son's wife uh, died from, she got an automobile accident, got hit by a truck and they put um, died from COVID on the death certificate. Now, if you listen to these people, it's always a friend of a friend of a friend. It's two, three, four times removed. Just like the Nicki Minaj, her cousin in, or was it Barbados or Dominican Republic? had a friend who his testicles swelled up and all this other. It's always somebody, somebody. And the other thing is people say Joe Blow got the vaccine and he died. 
Well, yeah, Joe Blow got the vaccine, walked out and got hit by a bus, then he died. So right. people are saying things, and, and you really have to dig deep and listen. to how it's, Yeah, people get the vaccine and die. Guess what? All of us are going to die. So <laughs> in, in that sense, you can say, yep, 100% of the people, I can guarantee you, 100% of the people that take the vaccine are going to die. Okay. With with uh, with blessed assurity, I agree with you. Yeah, one hundred percent. One hundred percent are going to die. They're going to die. Yep. And of course, you know they stagger the numbers because they don't really tell you who it is between, um, you know, people that had underlying illnesses, yeah, people that were already dying, yep, you know, people that people that were on their deathbeds that got it in hospitals. They don't put none of that out there to really help understand it. All they really do is say that, you know, there's been this many deaths, like there's been a million COVID-19 deaths, right? They don't tell you that out of those million, 900,000 of them, um, people had heart attacks because they had heart problems or 900,000 of them were, uh, um, they were cancer patients or 900,000 of them, you know, uh, was, was, had AIDS, you know, 900,000 of these people had all these other illnesses and the, there was only a hundred thousand people that truly just died from COVID. They were healthy, no liver, no heart, no problems, nothing going on with their mind. Didn't get hit by a bus. They got COVID. They didn't recover in 14 days and they died. They don't break the stories down like that to say that there was such a percentage of people with underlying issues that couldn't recover once they got COVID. They didn't die from COVID. They were already having kidney and liver problems. They were already having heart problems. They were already diagnosed, you know, with whatever sickness that they had. Don't talk about that, you know? And, and, and I speak from personal experience because it's something that happened with my father when he died of COVID, right? My father had COVID and he had some other underlying illnesses, diabetes and things like that. But the doctor flat out told me, even though on his death certificate, it says COVID-19 complications. That was the number main, number one main reason. But his kidneys didn't reboot. That's what I call it. Well, it's like his nobody shut down. People don't his die from shut down. Yeah. People don't die from AIDS. You know, you die from the complications. Your immune system is compromised when you have AIDS or HIV. You don't die from AIDS. You die from the other complications. You know, so but exactly. do they ever put out the report that says the people that got COVID-19 who had AIDS that died? No, they just died from COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? They don't say that they had full-blown AIDS and their immune system was already compromised. They just get wheeled in with the number of people that have died from COVID-19 to scare us, to put us in fear, right? To get in that health part of our mind. You know, they don't give you all those statistics. Now, you could probably go look them up. We probably Google and find a statistic, but you don't hear on the news where they say, where they break down, um, you know, the last 800 deaths of COVID yesterday uh, from COVID-19, 100 of them had cancer. 50 Mm. of them had brain tumors. You know, 10 of them uh, uh, had an infection in their foot that never healed. And it turned into, you know, it made their body sepsis. They, they don't say any of that. All they say is this many people die from COVID-19. Right. And remember, Colin Powell just left this earth. But Colin Powell yes. had the C word and Parkinson's and something else. So he actually 
succumb to all of those underlying issues. And it wasn't simply COVID-19. And he was vaccinated. He was vaccinated, but it was the underlying issues that really took him down because those, all those things took him down. All of those things took him down. But how, how did the story come out? That one of them came out that he succumbed to COVID-19. The other part of it was he had the C word, he had Parkinson's and I have one of the articles, but it started another way. It started that he succumbed to COVID-19 and they then filtered in that he did have other issues. Yeah, because CNN, this is how CNN reported it six days ago. I'm not even going to open up the article, just the headline. See? Colin Powell, first black U.S. Secretary of State, dies of COVID-19. If you don't read the story, you don't know that he had other illnesses. That he had he other did. illnesses. Right. right. And, and NBC right. News, you see this former, one? Secretary, former Secretary of State Colin Powell dies from COVID-19. Cause of death Corona disease 2019. You see right here, Colin Powell, tra- trailblazing soldier and statesman, dies of COVID at 84. But if you back up, hang on. If you back up, it says Colin Powell dies of COVID complications. Complications. Mm-hmm. So exactly, yeah. So you have to, you, you have to, you, like you said, you have to do your research. You have to take things with a grain of salt and understand that <clears throat> nobody is infallible. Right. You know, so you just have to be careful. Right, right, right. No. Well, we got about three minutes left in the show. Yep. I didn't even realize that we didn't even stop for any commercials. So, (laughs) everybody listening out there, this is Intentional Talk Radio Network. This is Chef Andre Blasingame with Menu Mondays and the ever so lovely voice with the most, Colette. And the man with the plan, Kenny, that are always joined me on this show. We still got about three minutes left in, in, in the show. And I'm going to give you guys some good news you can use. And Colette and Kenny, if y'all got anything to add, you know, go right ahead. It was something that I learned, you know, over this past week about family. And this is pertaining to mental health and holidays and things of that nature. It's the character of the person that defines the strength of a holiday. Has nothing to do with what the holiday meant. It's what that person makes it out to be. And if mentally you can't handle the commercialization of it, take it back to its grassroots of always being about family time. If there's one thing I'll say about holidays, Holidays are a lot like funerals in most times. That's when people come together. No matter what the holiday is, whether you celebrate it or not, whether you accept it or not, you know, I'm not a Halloween fan, but Halloween brings a lot of people together. Christmas, all these holidays bring people together. These are made up, but they're also made up of the some parts of the people that are involved in. So take time with these holidays that are coming up with your family and your friends and focus more on spending time with them and less money spending on them. Very I'm going to say that one more time. Start focusing on spending time with them instead of spending money on them. And that's your good news you can use today. 
All right. It's been great. Thank you, Chef Andre Glass. It's been a blast right here on the Intentional Talk Radio Network. Have a good afternoon. And folks, don't forget, tomorrow we've got Gary Hines from the Sounds of Blackness, who will be with us tomorrow. It will be a great show. So have a good evening, everyone. You take care. Be safe. Wear your mask. Stay home if you can. Be safe. Have a good evening. Take care. Uh Aha, look. Thank you.